Welcome to Men Alive, a biblical journey to help us conform to the image of Jesus Christ. I'm your teacher, Dr. Jim Cunningham, author of the book Men Alive. Normally, I am the teacher, but today our host, my longtime friend, Paul Esterbrooks, is switching roles and going to tell us a special Christmas story. Paul, what are you going to share? Jim, you've known for a long time that I love to tell stories. And today I want to share two true stories written by another Scotsman and longtime friend, Dr. Ron Boyd McMillan. This first story is titled, The Courage That Made Christmas Possible. Brother Lee, a Chinese itinerant evangelist, was traveling one Christmas in the rugged province of Gansu, China. It was snowing and a cold wind was blowing, but his heart was warm as he trudged along. This was his first trip as an evangelist. Here's his story in his own words. As I drew near the next village, I sensed something was wrong. People were huddled together, talking in low tones. I introduced myself to them. Greetings, I'm a bearer of good news that a small man interrupted me. Well, we have only bad news here right now, he explained with irritation. A couple has just had their baby stolen. In the poorer areas of China, where couples are restricted to one child, it's not uncommon to have child snatching. There are even gangs that roam the countryside, stealing babies for wealthy, childless couples in the cities. I asked to see the couple, but the people said, Go away, we don't want you here. Stop pestering us and move on. Tears sprang into my eyes. I had rarely been spoken to like that. Please take me to the couple, I pleaded with the villagers. I may be able to help. Reluctantly, they took me to the cottage of the unfortunate couple. I stepped inside the house to find both husband and wife staring quietly at me. Other villagers crowded at the doorway. There was silence. The couple's grief hung heavy in the air. I said, I'm so sorry to hear about your plight, but I know someone who may help. Let me pray to my God. There was no reaction on the couple's faces, so I went into my prayer, feeling very uncomfortable indeed. Dear Father, many years ago at this same time of year, you sent a child into the world and rescued us all. We ask today that you will send back this stolen child to us and deliver this village from its sadness. Amen. Suddenly the young husband spoke, Shut up and go away. We have prayed to our gods that nothing has happened. Why should yours be any different? I was grabbed from behind by the other villagers and propelled out of the village. Don't you dare come back here again, they yelled as I retreated. What a failure. I wandered the hills in a daze of humiliation and tears. I shouted, Lord, have I prayed in vain? Then I stopped and began to think a little about Christmas. The Son of God had come to our world knowing he would be misunderstood, despised, beaten, finally crucified, yet still he came. And I thought, I went to that village expecting a hero's welcome, or at very least I relied on being a curiosity. Instead, I had only been treated a little like Christ was treated. Kneeling there in the snow, I knew what I had to do. I had to go back to that village, knowing for sure I would be despised. This was to follow in the Master's footsteps. He had the courage, so must I. Yet I quake with fear. Those villagers had handled me very roughly. With a pounding heart, I turned and began to walk slowly back towards the village. It was going to be dangerous, and what would I say? Suddenly, across the still late afternoon air, I heard a baby's cry. I started in another direction. 
There was that cry again coming from what appeared to be an old well shaft. I reached the shaft, and six feet down was a little baby wrapped in a thick blanket lying at the bottom of the dry well. Lord, I praise you, I shouted into the well, and the booming echo frightened the child into another whimper. The baby was blue in the face, and I climbed down to hug some warmth back into it. This must be the missing baby from the village, snatched only that morning. I unwrapped the blanket. Aha, there was the explanation. It was a baby girl. Those who had snatched it did not know it was a girl, and finding later it was, left it in this old well to die. The city couples that finance this hideous trade invariably want only male babies. I walked back to the village with the precious bundle of life. The villagers came running. They were amazed and overjoyed. Loving hands led me to the cottage of the poor couple, and the smile on the mother's face as I placed her baby into her lap was unforgettable. Come warm yourself by the fire, said the husband. They drew up a chair for me, and as the other villagers crowded around, he asked, Who was that God you prayed to? What an invitation! Here I was now, the honored guest, looking at thirty eager people, waiting with bated breath to hear the gospel. Well, I began, he came to earth in the form of a little baby, just about this time two thousand years ago. The couple believed in Jesus that night, but I learned a great lesson too. I only heard that baby's cry because I'd turned to go back to the village. If I'd refused to go back, I would have walked in an entirely different direction, far out of earshot of the baby's cry. If I had not had the courage to share the gospel despite the consequences, I would never have found that baby, never have communicated the gospel. I had to first accept the price of evangelism, of taking the good news, knowing that I might be despised. I gained a great insight that Christmas into the courage the Lord Jesus showed in coming to such an unwelcoming village as our world. I went back to that village reluctantly. He came willingly. My prayer now is, God, grant me more of that courage that made Christmas possible. You are listening to Men Alive with Dr. Jim Cunningham and Paul Estabrooks. You can receive a free PDF of our Christmas season booklet, Christmas Stories from China, by sending me, Dr. Jim, an email at menaliveundergod at gmail.com. That's menaliveundergod at gmail.com. Paul, what's the title of your second Christmas story? It's titled, Brother Duan's Christmas Miracle. It was winter, and the engine of the bus had just expired in his futile battle with the cold. On a whim, Duan drudged off through the fields, leaving the other passengers huddled inside the bus. He was a house church leader in northern China. Now 77 years of age, he still had no home to call his own. Truth is, he was deeply depressed and very lonely. He found a village and knocked on a door. There was a little cross notched on the doorpost. Is there someone here who loves the Lord, he asked. I would love to have some fellowship tonight. The door was opened and Duan was warmly welcomed. They fed him hot congee and steaming vegetables, and he noticed they were all excited. It turned out they were planning to travel to a neighboring town to hear a dynamic Bible teacher from one of the bigger cities. What's his name? asked Duan. They replied, Brother Wong. Duan asked, What age is this Brother Wong? When they told him he was in his early forties, a great look of pain swept Duan's face. What's the matter, brother? they asked. You see, I once had a son, he replied. 
I knew him for only two months. Now he's dead. But had he lived, he would be 42 today. My wife called him Christmas child, since he was born at Christmas time. I called him Isaac, because we had despaired of ever having a child. But ten years after we were married, along he came, like we were Abraham and Sarah. They had lived under many pressures as evangelists with an unsafe future, and caring for a son was going to be difficult. One night his wife received a strong voice in a vision that said, Give your son to your enemy. They decided on a course of action that caused Juan to wince in pain each day of his 42 years since. They decided to offer their boy to an old school bully of Duan's called Two-Finger Wu and his wife. A few days later, Wu came to the door. He arrested Duan on charges that were groundless. Duan was convicted and sentenced to life in prison. During interrogation, Duan told Two-Finger Wu he wanted to give his boy to them. Wu and his wife were childless. Years later, when Duan was finally released from prison, he learned his dear wife had died. Their son had indeed been adopted by Wu, but the entire family had disappeared under the rubble of a devastating earthquake. Duan said sadly, God judged me for being so irresponsible with my little son. When they arrived at the meeting place, there was a crowd of 200 packed into the house. Duan had to sit in the courtyard with many others and listen to the young city teacher through the window. When Brother Wong began preaching, Duan got a terrible shock. It was like hearing himself. He began to tremble with fear. He staggered over people to get to the window and look at the preacher. Hearing the commotion, the preacher stopped and looked over to the window. And there was a minute of shocked silence as both men stared at each other. Duan began to apologize. I'm sorry, everyone. I'm sorry, Brother Wong, for interrupting your excellent message. You see, I had a son who would be your age now, and if he had lived, he would have looked and sounded just like you. Tears came to Brother Wong's eyes, and he whispered hoarsely, Are you Daddy Duan? Everyone wept. Father and son were reunited after 42 years. Wong had indeed been brought up by Two-Fingered Wu, who had been so impressed by Duan's act of love and giving that he became a strong believer. Wu used to say to Wong, I'm not your real father. He's a great man of God, full of grace and love. He gave you to me, and I give you all of my love and the encouragement to put God first, just like your real father did. As father and son continued to hug and weep, the elder of the church stood up and declared, It's December. We have seen our sermon tonight. Christ came into the world to save sinners. That is Christmas. Just as Duan handed his only son to the care of his enemy, so God handed over his son to us sinners. Let's rejoice in their reconciliation and ours too. The wise men followed a new star that lit the eastern sky. While angels sang Messiah's birth, the shepherds wondered why. But they found this king in Bethlehem, not seated on a throne. They worshipped at his manger bed, praise God so all would know. Come on in and join us, you are welcome here. Celebrate this Christmas, cause Jesus is here. Sing along with the family, around the manger scene. Spread the message of Christmas. 
all through the brand new year. Come on in and join us. You are welcome here. Celebrate this Christmas, cause Jesus is here. Sing along with the family around the manger scene. Spread the message of Christmas all through the brand new year. Spread the message of Christmas all through the brand new year. There you have it, men. Two stories that show us two perspectives of the real meaning of Christmas. Request your copy of Christmas Stories from China at menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. That's menaliveuntogod at gmail.com. Men Alive is a production of Go Teach Global. Visit our website at goteachglobal.com. Until next time, I'm Dr. Jim Cunningham along with Paul Estabrooks wishing you a very merry and blessed Christmas as you celebrate the coming to earth of God in the flesh. Our goal is to be conformed into His image. Merry Christmas.